So this is episode 44 of Anma. Um, again, we're like last time we're at home. Uh, last time we talked about uh, Gus one COVID zero. Uh, we talked about <laughs> we talked about uh, Billy West. We talked about getting starstruck. We talked about C Nanner's laser beam and Mega sixty four. Talked about old convention memories, stinky packs, and um, uh, a few other things. But th- but now we're here. This is episode yeah. forty four. A new episode for a new day. A new episode. Good uh, good morning, Eric. Good morning, Gus. Good morning. We we would be we would be remiss if we didn't ask how your COVID is doing. It's fine. I've been <laughs> fine. What we recorded our previous episode the day I tested positive, yeah. and I felt a little crummy that day and a little crummy the next day, and that was it. Like I had a little bit of body aches and a headache uh, and a very mild fever. So that was, and then like by two days later, it was all gone. I've been one hundred percent for a week and a half now. And I'm still testing positive and it's driving me bonkers. I didn't want to tell you that part. Uh, I don't want to relive that part and, and, and uh, give you any bad vibes. But the first time I had COVID, I tested positive for 13 straight days. And I only had it's, it for like three. And it was just like... It's bonkers. E- every day I got up and I tested positive and then I, I thought about killing myself. It was just... <laughs> it felt like it was never going to end. Yeah, it's like... I mean... And, you know, the, the new CDC guidelines that they have out is like... If you're asymptomatic and you don't have a fever and you isolate for five days, you can go back out and like mask for 10 days. And then after that, you're fine, even if you're testing positive. But I don't want to be like, I don't want to go to work and get someone sick, you know, like sit in a closed room with someone unmasked. It's like, so it's like, I'd rather just play it safe here. You are in, you are in all the best ways, Ned Flanders. Like you follow the what? rules. <laughs> Ned Flanders lo- lives by the rules. He lives by the rules of the Bible. And even when the Bible contradicts its other rules, he just avoids both things. He, he, he's very rule oriented. And I mean, this is a huge compliment, but it's one of the things I love about you. You're responsible and you follow the rules. Well, the rules say we those are ambiguous. <laughs> those are ambiguous. You're too responsible for that. You're following the initial rules you were given, which was to stay away from people while you're positive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I think what, whatever. Like I just I just I just don't want to be responsible. I don't want to I don't want to Jeff it. Uh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, uh, but <laughs> I think uh, I think the listeners can use context clues maybe to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, uh so uh, normally you ask me what I got up to, what I did in Austin this weekend. Uh so the answer is a whole lot of nothing. I've been <laughs> I've been watching uh a lot of uh TV, a lot of streaming stuff. Oh man, I started this new show on Apple Plus called High Desert. Have you seen that? No. It's like Patricia Arquette is this uh, kind of like a recovering drug addict out in Vegas who has just a myriad of addictions and she decides to become a a private investigator uh, to kind of rehabilitate her career. And her ex-husband is, or her husband's Matt Dillon. And uh, it's, what is his name? Brad Garrett is like, the private yeah. investigator that she's yeah. like mentoring under. It's really funny. It's really well written. Anyway, hmm. Throwing that out there. You know, I saw people recently complaining that, well, before I get to that, Apple TV has a lot of uh, shows and stuff that comes out that sometimes I just miss. Like I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that show. Uh, I'm sure it's probably been advertised to me and I just haven't, it just hasn't clicked with me or whatever. But uh, I've seen some people complain that 
now with the rise in so many streaming platforms, and I think the article I read was talking about Apple TV specifically, that you get a lot of not great movies being released or like very mid-tier mm. movies that come out on these streaming platforms. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then like, you know, in the comments, of course, uh, was uh, a very, uh, for once, I thought there was a very smart reply in the comments that said, these have always existed. They just used to be called made-for-TV movies. Yep. Yeah, uh, I, I was about to say, like, isn't that what 3 a.m. on Cinemax is for? Right. It's like, <laughs> direct a video. Yeah, so it's like, there's always been that market. It's like, we're going to make, we know it's not going to be the best movie ever, but we're going to make something, we know we'll try to make something entertaining. Uh, is it going to make $200 million at the box office? No, but it'll be there. Someone will watch it. People will like it. I think it's just that market has always been there. It's just wasn't historically marketed towards anyone, you know? I think a big thing is that people are very uh, uh, media critical and media savvy now uh, compared to 1991. And when you had crazy stuff in 87 that was just direct to video, you're like, that's fine. I rented the movie. But now people are like, is this worth my 112 minutes. Yeah. Well, I think also the algorithm plays into that. People are mm. used to being, you know, fed content very specifically that appeals to their interests. So when mm. something falls maybe slightly outside of that purview, it's like, oh, this is garbage because it's not tailored, served exactly for me. Yeah. I think we're also we're also learning to uh, have higher expectations uh, as as we're fed more and more content and honestly better content. So I think our like our our floor is raises with television as every year goes on. And then also we're like we're so we're so fucking lucky to have such a glut of entertainment that we have such high demands that we're constant like I know channel surfing was a thing uh back in appointment viewing uh back in linear TV, but like the way we channel surf now it's insane. It's I was thinking about that's the reason I found High Desert the other night because I was just going through like every streaming service I had going give me something new this is boring I don't like him I don't like her I want something new that's not funny they, you know and you just go through like service after service after service and you just like almost angrily into like like what am I paying seven dollars for where's my you know and then I found High Desert and it was good <laughs> I I actually canceled a streaming service over the weekend I was like wow. this is one I don't use very much and it's like it's I'm not drawn to much of the content here like i've watched a few things on it it's like but it typically it doesn't have stuff that i want and i was like I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna cut the cord on this one which one was it uh it was paramount plus mm. wow but, but that being said i just watched the dungeons and dragons movie on there but that's what made me kind of think about it. it's like oh what was the last thing i watched on here it's like hmm and then i was like i guess it's got beavis and butthead which i have been watching but that eventually comes out on comedy central i don't want to pay a monthly fee for Beavis and Butthead. You know, that's, you know, maybe I should go cancel Paramount Plus because I had it for, uh -oh. they had international survivors. They had like South Africa survivor uh, and Australian yeah. survivor and stuff. And they've pulled all that. And mm. so now I don't have access to it. What well, really, what am I paying for? I, I, I watch, see, I watch Survivor every week, but I watch it on Hulu when it's new. Uh, the other thing I would use Paramount Plus for is I would watch uh, old episodes of Air Disasters on it. But mm. uh, I realized recently that I can now log in to the Smithsonian channel and watch all the seasons there. Paramount Plus didn't have all the seasons. Smithsonian channel's website does. It's like, oh, they're all over here and I don't have to pay more for that. It's like, it's a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> I, I recently found my limit this weekend, actually, on what I won't pay for, which is Emily and I, for the last, uh, I don't know, 10 days or so, in the other podcasts, we're really into this, watching this uh, 
bar on uh, in Key West yeah. called Sloppy Joe's, right? And uh, what's kind of replaced that lately is we fell into a rabbit hole of cops and just watching old episodes of cops. And I've mm -hmm. been watching like every episode I can get on YouTube and on Hulu. And the only place you can get the full library of cops is on Fox Nation. And I'm just not doing it. <laughs> God, how many episodes is that? That's got to be like thousands. Uh, yeah, there's like 30. I think 30, season 33 or 34 is on right now. And it's just one of the things where like I completely forgot about on? it. But you put it on and you watch like season seven of cops when it's like 1994. And you're just like, there's something comforting about old, like the, <laughs> that show. I don't know what it is. It's like nobody's getting shot. <laughs> Stuff gets resolved. You know, people are like meth dealers are funny in it. It's like it's very <laughs> it's it's very entertaining. It's a very different world. It really does feel like a different world. Old cops. Oh, uh, man. I, I have not watched that show in years. I can't even think of the last time I thought about cops. Remember when that song charted like it was popular uh -huh. and you would hear it? What a fucking weird world. Yeah, dude. I, we were reading about the dude that started cops. He's dead now. He died. Uh. It's not funny that he died. I don't know why I laughed. But he died in Mexico doing off-road racing. So, like, totally event, oh. like preventable death. He didn't have to die. He just was rich enough to be into dangerous shit, I guess. Dude was worth $250 million. Wow. I don't and know. I didn't get any of it. But, yeah, we didn't get any of it. 250 Damn. That's fucking insane. Hey, this is not... <laughs> we're just talking about current TV. This feels a lot less like Anma and a lot more like the RT podcast. That's what I got. Which is something that you do want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so this episode is coming out next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, like I'll have already set this on RTP. I'm supposed to be doing RTP tonight, but uh, because of my diagnosis, I'm uh, I'm not able to do that. So I'm going to have to uh, tape a message uh, to play at the end of that episode. If you're listening to this podcast and you w watch RTP, you probably already saw it. But uh, I'm going to have made the announcement that I'm not going to be doing RTP anymore. Uh, the last episode I'm going to be on is June 5th. Um, and it's, 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 I've been thinking a lot about it and I've been, I haven't made the video yet, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to say in it, but I've been thinking a lot about what I'm going to say in the video and a, a lot about the decision to step away from it. And it's not like I'm trying to wind down or do less. I'm trying to refocus my energy. And I think that's really what I need to focus on when I make that video. It's like, I already have, you know, with black box downs also kind of spinning down, we have our final episodes coming out soon. Like I have another podcast that I'm already going to be doing that's that's roll that's spinning up to take the place of Black Box down for me for my workload, and I'm trying to work on another podcast to get it approved to kind of take the time that RTP took. So it's like I'm not stopping working. I'm just trying to refocus my energy because I've been doing RTP and I've been on it for 15 years. And last night I was laying in bed and things like that's a third of my life. Like I'm 45. Like for 15 years, for a third of my life, I've been producing that show. And it's like, I felt like it was, and I, I've been feeling this for a while. I've been wanting to step away from it and let someone else take it over and let someone else, you know, put their own spin on it. But it's been a matter of kind of like finding the right people, finding the right time. And I think we're finally there, you know, the pandemic and work from home kind of threw a wrench in timelines and everything and kind of uh, shuffled uh, how all that was going to go. But I think we're finally in a place where, uh, like the podcast isn't going to go away. There's going to be, new people or not new people different people uh hosting it and it's going to be like just some updates made to the the format and the way it goes and you know i'll let them when they're ready i'll let them talk about it they probably talked about it by now uh by the time this comes out but i think it's good to have fresh blood and to step away from something and 
another thing I thought about last night when I was thinking about this 15 years and about, you know, how it's a third of my life, I started thinking about, and I haven't talked to you about this, Jeff, about how you also kind of went through something similar when you started Achievement Hunter and then, you know, you've kind of stepped back to focus on other projects. So I was curious, like, what your experience with doing something like that was. Uh, I, I can answer that in great detail. But first off, let me ask, you said June 5th is the last episode that you'll be uh, leading the podcast. Right. What episode number is that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know, dude. Let me look. Okay. <laughs> It'll be like 755 or so. Something like that? That's yeah. crazy. It's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a fucking lot of episodes. I say this with 100% sincerity. Congratulations. You have just done something 99% of people won't get to do. You created a production that you loved and that you were and are clearly still passionate about. And then you made it successful for 700 episodes. Yeah. Seven, 754. I just love 754. Yeah. That is such a rarity and you won't get the credit you deserve for it. Nobody, <laughs> no, no, nobody in the company has, has run a production, a single production as long as you have run that one. Uh, I didn't run all of achievement hunter for that long. And how long did you run it for? Uh, I, 11 years 12 years that's a out. that's a fucking long time dude it's a long yeah. time man it is a long time and we can talk about that but i just i really i want you to understand like i want the audience to understand what a monumental thing that is and what a big fucking deal it is and how impressive it is and how how much i personally appreciate you stewarding that production so such a big part of our company it's the it's the mm -hmm. voice of our company it's how we communicate with the audience it's how we have it's how we begin the give and take conversation with them uh, and you've been the spearhead of that for a decade and a half, and that's a tremendous run. And I, I really thank thank you, Gus, for doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, I like to tell people, like to put it in perspective, that when we started the first couple of episodes, uh, uh, George Bush was still president. Yeah, like it was still during the Bush presidency. Like Obama had not yet been inaugurated as president. Like that's how long ago it was. When you uh, when you mentioned that you know briefly when we were just when we were having uh, our pleasantries before the episode, you mentioned you want to talk about your run on the RTP. I got to thinking about some stuff we could talk about, which maybe we can touch on later. Which uh, just like like the process of starting the podcast, all the all the mm -hmm. ones we 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 recorded that we didn't release, Threw like yeah. what that whole thing was like. But I want to answer your question. Um, it's uh, it's it's really. It's 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 a it's a mind fuck is what it is to step away from something like this because uh, I also think it's and 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 I don't want to give myself any credit here I'm trying to uh, but I think it's a really brave thing to do I think that if you genuinely really love something love an entity the way you love the Rooster Teeth podcast or the way I loved Achievement Hunter you have to recognize when it no when it needs to carry if you want it to carry on past you right. You need to recognize that that has to happen, and no, especially if it's successful, you're going to have to be the one to figure out when that appropriate time is, and then you're going to have to be brave enough to do it. It's a very scary thing to walk away from something that is a proven hit that is easy. You've got ten, easy because of your ten thousand hours in it. It's easy familiarity, you, yeah, familiarity. You've got it down to a science. You you can do that show. You can prep for that show in the back of your head. Um, and to walk away from that into the unknown, into the next thing, is in itself, I think, a, a really scary and difficult thing to do. And I definitely, 
Um, I used to always say with Achievement Hunter, I could tell my time was ending. And I used to always say, I don't want to be the 40-year-old guy at a party doing a keg stand mm-hmm. around 25-year-olds. You know, you don't want to you don't want to be at the party too late. And I think I was a cheap hunter for a couple of years. I don't think you are here at all. Um, but uh, it, it's it, it really is hard to, to 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 find that to pinpoint like when it's time to step back. Like I when I left achievement hunter, it was it was in, incredibly difficult. It was a family that I created within our family that we created, Gus. You know, uh, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about that. Like mm-hmm. we Rooster Teeth is our family. And then Achievement Hunter was this little other family that I had inside the bigger family with like different layers of of love and 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 care. And it's like the I I was dying inside making it at that point. You know, I had been so f- I had done I had done my 10,000 hours times 10. And I had <laughs> I had figured out every different way I could to recreate the kind of the magic for me and to keep it going and to find ways to challenge myself to make it interesting. Uh, and like at some point you just can't trick yourself anymore. And you realize that like you're holding the, if anything, you're holding them back. They're younger. They have more energy. They have different opinions. They're of a different generation. The world is moving in their direction. And the best thing you can do is to take a step back and say, here's the keys and just hope that you're doing it at the right time. When I left yeah. achievement hunter in 2018, 2019, it was financially in the best position it had ever been in uh things were going very very well nobody could have predicted the the pandemic happened um unfortunately well (laughs) except for all the doctors and scientists who predicted it (laughs) Uh, you know but like i left it in in the best place i could with the most talented engaged creative wonderful people that i could and then then you just have to begin the really really difficult part and i don't know how difficult this would be for you is then learning not to care when they do things differently than you would have done mm-hmm. them. Learning to be okay with the fact that they are going to go in a different direction that you were going to go in, that they're going to disagree with some of the things that you did and the ways that you did them, and they're going to modify them, and they're going to change them, and the show's going to change. And as it changes and as it goes on, every month it looks less and less like you, and it feels less and less like you. And that's heartbreaking. I mean, that's re- it can be really hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also kind of beautiful, and there's a lot that goes into just the acceptance of of being okay with that. You know, I think it's it's it it, uh, it forces a lot of maturity into you, and um, it'll be interesting to see how you how you experience that journey because it was really hard for me. Yeah, I think that I mean you've known me a long time. I think that my approach with a lot of things is like in the end, you know, nothing's sacred. You know, yeah, burn it all down, tear it all down. You know, put your own spin on it. So it's like. It's hard to let go to let that happen. But I think once I let go, I'm going to be, I'll be totally fine with it. It's like, hey, it's your thing. You know, if you want to do that, more power to you. Like I have, I have entrusted you to do this thing and I'm not asking you to continue anything. Like if you want to fucking light it on fire, like that's on you now at that point. Like I'm, (laughs) I've I've, I've got 754 uh, episodes in the, in the pocket. I'm not saying I know how to do it. I'm not saying that my way is the best way. That's just the way it was done for a long time. And fuck it. Throw it all in the trash if you want. And but that 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 being said, like I'm not trying to say like I don't have confidence in in the in what's coming. Like I have the utmost confidence. I've been talking with, you know, the 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 people who are gonna be doing it. And I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I'm super enthusiastic about it. I think uh uh, you know, I'm very much a fan of uh yeah. of uh the people who are who are going to be stepping up for it and 
It's like I can't. I am super excited to see what happens with it. Well, let me say I'm also familiar with you know the changes that are coming, and uh, I I think you've done a tremendous job of uh, helping create the next generation of what the RT podcast will be. And I think you're leaving it in as good a hands as you possibly could, which is the goal, right? Yeah, that was something I talked about years ago on RTP, like a long time ago, was eventually stepping away and who I would entrust to take it over. And I think, you know, years ago, what I said at the time was uh, like the only, <laughs> this is, we were, uh, this is, again, years ago, I said at the time, the only person I would trust to take it over was Brandon Farmahini. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, uh, I don't know, he, he and I shared a lot of uh, sensibilities. Yeah. Uh, and I think that if, you know, I had done that at the time, uh, I think maybe he and I are too similar. You know, hmm. um, uh, maybe even though that's what I thought at the time, maybe that wouldn't have been the best move. I think maybe going in something um, like a totally different direction is better. Uh, but I mean, who's to say? Who's to know? That's uh, that's neither here nor there. I feel like uh, I agree with everything you're saying, and I think that you're stating it very well. And I think that the thing I'm worried about is that people are going to hear this and be like, well, he's just giving a very diplomatic answer. But I do think that, like, I think everything you guys are laying out and everything you're saying is, like, very genuine. Like, I don't think any of this is, like, the canned, well, this is the company response. Like, this feels like, a thing that's been kind of coming down the road and everything and yeah. with the way you're laying it out here makes a lot of sense. And, and and I do hope that people don't just pull quote this and be like, well, DC said this here. And it's like, <laughs> this is part of a bigger. Yeah. People, yeah, it, yeah. People that have never created a thing don't uh -huh. understand and they need to understand. And I hope everybody gets the opportunity to understand that when you create something and I'm not talking that you truly love like mm -hmm. Rooster Teeth has been almost my entire adult life. And it's mm -hmm. been a little bit, and more of Gus's adult life because I'm two years older than him, right? So like, it has been the major defining entity in our lives for almost, fuck, almost half of my life. Yeah. It means more to us than we could ever possibly express. And to love something that much, the ultimate thing you want from it is for it to continue. I want yeah. it to live. I want Rooster Teeth to live. I'm going to die. You know, we used to make that the, the old uh, Achievement Hunter joke was that Jeff's almost 50. I am almost 50. I turned 48. <laughs> I turned 48 in a month, you know? And, like, my time will, is nearing an, an end. I'm definitely, I'm definitely on the back nine. I'm definitely closer to the end of my career than the beginning. And I want nothing more than for Rooster Teeth and the wonderful people who have made rooster teeth what it is to get to continue and to and for that like that that nerdy amorphous little blob of entertainment just to continue to grow and amorphize and to and to turn into whatever it's gonna be next so that it can exist so that in 10 or 20 years it can turn into something else and mm -hmm. it, it but like to really love something that much and to want it to continue you ha you have to recognize that it can't continue with you at some point and you yeah. have to and it's like the most selfish thing in the world would be to try to stop that process. So it's not it, like for people to say that, I don't know, I, I understand what you're saying, uh, Eric, about people misreading it. But like, I think for Gus to turn over the RT podcast to the group that he's done after 754 episodes is the ultimate expression of love and care and responsibility and stewardship and effort. And Absolutely I hope agree. people understand that. Yep. Totally agree. Totally. You know, 
you you're talking about being 48 uh and being close to 50 uh and uh you know i turned 45 a couple months ago and it's been i don't know it's 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 not like it's a milestone age or anything but it's making me put a lot of things into perspective you know this is the year that rushti celebrated its 20th anniversary right so it's like if you draw the line out and you know let's say i retire when i'm 65 that's 20 years from now like mm-hmm. we've done this for 20 years if rushti were to end right now and i had to go find another job i would not work and i worked at one job for the rest of my life i would not work there as long as we've done this yeah like wow. this this will be the defining part of my life the most defining yes. part of my life the work that we've done here over the last 20 years and god the work you know on this podcast or on the rushti podcast over the last 15 years it's just like it it is time has moved right you can't buy more time you can't add more time at the end it's like you look at the time that's behind you and um like it, it that that's what it is you know that the the line has been drawn in the sand or it's that is going to define me i i, I have a limited window in front of me i guess is what i'm trying to get at uh in a not so morbid way no i totally agree i think i think of it in terms of rock and roll right like you 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 may work at Rooster Teeth for the rest of your life. You may have another 20 years of Rooster Teeth in you. We both may. Who knows what that'll look like? Uh, if only we should be so lucky that Rooster Teeth is around in 20 years. Um, or you may leave, uh, you know, in the next who who knows at some point when it makes sense to go on to your next adventure. And you may have another hit. You may have another successful career or business after this uh, that could look like it or could be totally different. And Like, much in the way, in the same way that, like, Dave Grohl was in Nirvana, and then Dave Grohl got to go on and be in Foo Fighters too. But yeah. but Rooster Teeth was never Nirvana. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that we're the Ramones. We were we're gonna be around until each member dies. I think like <laughs> like there, you know. I think the problem with the Ramones is the Ramones, even though they all hated each other uh, for the last 20 years, uh, is that hey, they love like the us. Ramones. I know, right? They hated each other, but they love the Ramones, right? We <laughs> love Rooster Teeth. And I always think about that when, I, when I'm thinking about us in terms of like rock and roll. I always think like that. We're, we were meant to play together until we die, it feels like. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, you know, like kind of along those lines or speaking to that, it's like that's kind of like the new projects that, uh, that I'm working on. It's like I still want to make stuff and I still want to make stuff with Rooster Teeth and with the people that, you know, that we work with and that we see every day. And I'm still really excited about that. And like, I still have things I want to do, uh, like boundaries I want to push. Like I want to do things in new directions. Like, like, you know, you, you heard me say, I've got one podcast coming up and then there's another one that I want to do. It's like, it may sound like it's run in the mill, but it's like, they're very different things. Like they're very new things. Like one of them is going to involve uh, potentially a lot of writing, like a lot of comedic writing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's despite the fact we've been doing it for 20 years, we're still like trying to come up with new ways to tell stories and new stories to tell. And uh, I think that um, there's a, a, there's, there's a lot of gas still in the tank. Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, you know, speaking personally, I think, and I, I, part of why I'm excited for you to do these two new podcasts. Uh, well, first off, I got to see the kind of the creative rebirth in you when you started Black Box Down. I was very mm-hmm. lucky to get to be a part of that at the beginning and to get to see that show take form. And, uh, and, and it was really, it really like breathed fresh life into you. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and, and face has changed my life. Like it really has. Like every, I can't, I've never felt 
better at what I do or funnier or more on top of it than I do making face. Uh, and all I had to do is get rid of all the video games and all the other nonsense to focus on the thing that I, <laughs> I want to do, which is just the conversation. Right. And so I just like, I'm excited because I know, I know, I don't know if I know your second podcast. I know one of them because we've been talking about, well, the one that I know of you and I've been talking about for, or you've been telling me about it for years at this yeah. point. And I've always thought it was a phenomenal idea. It's maybe as old as black box down in terms of ideas or right around the yeah, time frame. Right around. Like. Yeah. And Very so similar. I, I have no doubt, like, also the amount of work that's going to go into that podcast you're about to do. It's, it's a lot of fucking work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, very, yeah. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, but I, I can't wait. Hopefully, I'll get to find out. We can get coffee, and you can tell me about the, the other idea. Um, because I, I agree. I think that, like, I think that whatever you make next will be better than what than the last thing you made. That's how we do this. That's the point of this. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more representative of you in 2023. Like, I don't give a... That's the other thing. People people get so tied to the past. I don't give a shit about Gus in 2010. I care a lot about Gus in 2023. That's where we're living, and that's who I know, you know? And I want to see what's, what you're interested in and what you're passionate about now. Yeah. Hey, everyone. want to take a moment to remind you, RTX 2023 is happening this July 7th through 9th. RTX is our favorite time of the year. We get to interact with all of the amazing people that give us the opportunity to make content. It's a celebration of all things Rooster Teeth with panels, special guests, community artists, cosplay, and more. To be exclusive reveals, meet and greets with Rooster Teeth talent, and special merch available only during the event. We're changing up how the convention feels this year. It's going to be awesome. Imagine a mini Epcot-style convention show floor with different attractions and activations from your favorite Rooster Teeth brands, all wrapped up in a summer camp theme. It's the summer camp for indoor kids with Face Jam's Rat and Grackle Pub, a Red Web Escape Room, a Fuckface Museum, Chima Hunter Mini Golf, and even more cool stuff to do worth saving for attendees to experience. Thanks for listening to me get excited about RTX. We're looking forward to meeting all of you there. Head over to rtxaustin.com to get more information about the event and buy your badge. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Think about, just, just for a second, think, I got a question for you. Think about how much time you spend on yourself in a given week uh, versus how much time you spend uh, on other people. How do you keep that balance or how do you strike a balance between the two of them, between taking care of yourself and taking care of other people in your life? Uh, it's really easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs, that it's difficult to take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know I'm definitely super guilty of that. Uh, I feel like uh, it's it's easy for me to push myself down on the list of priorities when I have other responsibilities. Uh, but when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Uh, find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today. Get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anma. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or throwing a penny in a wishing well. Uh, we're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial. It's designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. 
Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers, has thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code ANMA to save 10% when you get the journey pack today. Uh, that's tryfume.com, code ANMA to save an additional 10% off your order today. Tryfume.com slash ANMA. That's like also the scary thing about uh, having done RTP for 15 years so consistently is like, uh, you know, Eric talked about like pulling quotes or something out of context or a soundbite. It's like, I've, in those 15 years, I've probably said things I don't agree with anymore. I've probably of said, course. <laughs> right, a lot of things. Like I've grown a lot, changed. Like I said, it was a third of my life. Uh, and sometimes even I go back and listen to old episodes or watch old episodes. They're like, oh, what the fuck? What's wrong with you, you fucking idiot? <laughs> like it happens all the time. So uh, it's uh, it'll be good to to uh, set that aside and not worry about that anymore. Which, by the way, if I say this to everybody out there who loves to go back and find dumb shit we said in the past and then call us out on it 15 years later, record three or four hours of your thoughts every week for 700 weeks and then go back and listen to week 35. You were fucking stupid. Yeah, we're all stupid. You're all stupid. Everybody five years ago was dumb. Ten years ago, like barely human. That's just that's the way it works. Yeah. It's a, it, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's like the big thing I've got going on. I have to record that video to play on the podcast at some point. I'll probably do it right after this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's good that we're talking about it now because I can dry run the things <laughs> that I'm going to say that will have come out before this yeah. releases. Do you think, uh, do you think you'll pop your shirt off in the video? Oh, uh, uh, show people, show people the problem. no. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a shirt on kind of, kind of day around here. Okay, okay, gotcha. Just, just checking. Uh, are you looking forward to getting that time back? I know that you're putting it towards other creative efforts that are are being, uh, sort of put forward and everything. But like, for 15 years, you had a set schedule on. Mondays, whether it was 5 p.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever it was, are you looking forward to just being like, whoa, I'm done on Monday. Monday nights again? Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be nice. Uh, I think the biggest relief or the biggest uh, thing I'm looking forward to is not having to worry about fucking holidays anymore, mm-hmm. about like pre-tapes and it's like, oh, we can't do the show on this Monday, so we need to do two this week. We need to do three this week in order to get ahead and you know, trying to schedule all of that. Like, there's a lot of pain points that come with doing a live production like that um, from a scheduling perspective. So it'll be nice to not have to worry about that. And like, we look at my calendar sometimes and be like, I've got to do six episodes in the next two weeks. Uh, like, how, <laughs> how the hell am I going to do that? Uh, so that, you know, th- that'll be nice. Uh, it'll be good to not uh, have such a long day on Mondays anymore. Because it's not like, I ever came in later on Monday. It's like, oh, Monday's yeah. just a long day. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be good to uh, reclaim that time. Oh, I think we should, uh, just real fast, we should, th- this is a soundbite people can clip. 
Uh, just to clear up any confusion, because I've already seen it a little bit uh, after the Black Box Down announcement. You're not leaving Rooster Teeth. Your job no. at Rooster Teeth is oh, not changing right. in any way whatsoever. <laughs> you're just doing two new shows. You're going right. to end, you're ending your two current shows and then making two new shows. And that's the right. only change. You're still right. there in the exact same way. I, I still have a desk. Yes. Uh, that I look forward to going back to one day once I test negative. Must be uh, nice. <laughs> uh, I'll still be there working with you know all the same people, but just making new stuff that I think people will enjoy. Yeah, and I think the only way that this stuff can happen, this is the only way that this stuff can happen, right? Like people have a hard time of letting stuff go because this is part of their routine. This show that they listen to every week at this time, you know, is part of their routine and that thing's changing and hopefully they stick around and check it out and see the new version of it and everything. But I think that, man, it's hard for people to let stuff go. And mm -hmm. and I, I think you're doing it as like consciously as possible to let everyone know. It's not like it's a sudden, you know, this is happening and it's happening over an amount of time and we've been working in the background on it. And that's yeah. and that and that's okay. Like The Simpsons is on is still on TV season. What is it? Thirty seven. Mm -hmm. Conan O'Brien doesn't write The Simpsons anymore, and he hasn't since season three. But the show's still good, and it's still going on. You know, and it, and if he still wrote The Simpsons, there never would have been a Conan O'Brien show. Right. He would never be doing what he's doing now. We like, would never have would, masturbating bear. Think about it. No masturbating <laughs> yeah. bear. Uh, like that's the thing. You have equity, right? Like as a creator and, and what people sort of view your value as and, and what you're doing or whatever. And it's very much a what have you done for me lately kind of business, clearly. But <laughs> um, it is very exciting that like, Jeff, you stepped away from AH and there never would have been a face. And face is like, I mean, think about there never would, you never would have made face. People who are yeah. listening to that every week need to like understand if you were still doing what you were doing in 2012, you would not be doing what you're doing in 2023. It's no. really important. It's like I'm being very like clear and like reiterating a lot because I think it's really, 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 really important for people to understand like the point of something like this. Yeah, and I, 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 I as you were talking about face, it made me uh, think I would be remiss not to, I would be remiss if I just like put everything on my shoulders and said, oh, pat me on the back like I did this shit for 15 years. It wasn't me alone. There were tons of people, you know, involved, not only, you know, uh, on the cast, you know, we had regulars, we had people who were there, a huge number of episodes, you know, uh, Bernie for many years, Gavin, Barbara, uh, and people who've come and gone throughout the company, Jeff as well. Uh, and on top of that, like, there's been uh, a crew who, like, I, I bitch about <laughs> having to work late or do six shows in two weeks. There's there's a crew who has to set up for that shit uh, <laughs> and who stays, you know, who has to set it all up when we're done, has to strike it all and put it away. Uh, and I think that they're uh, um, like really the unsung people who, you know, who do so much for us. Uh, I, I would want to start naming names, but I'd be afraid that I would forget someone. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's like, like you always, you know, I'm always going to see uh, Tyler, Cody, Mike, you know, uh, um, and uh, just other people. And even then with the crew, other people have come and, worked for long stretches in the past yeah. and who moved on. And, you know, we, we, that's just, I'm thinking about the people I see every day right now, Cameron, I see a lot lately as well. Um, and these are the people who like really make sure that give us the platform to make sure we're able to uh, do the things that we love to do. 
We were just talking on Face recently about how it used to be a thing to make Nick Schwartz laugh in the control room. Oh, yeah. You know, you oh, yeah. him laughing like I forgot he worked on RTP, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah, I assume that you'll do some sort of a like poignant thing on your last episode where you'll talk about people or uh, put some kind of a bow on it. Uh, uh, like more, uh, more. Well, you don't have to. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> not trying to make it, but so just so if you don't feel like you have to uh, do just it off said. the cuff. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We have uh, some ideas in store for, uh, okay. for the last episode. Hey, let me ask you a question. What is your first memory of Rooster Teeth podcast? The first memory, like the first is, time we talked about it, like what? What is the where, where? Where? Pinpoint the fucking the the genesis of it. It was at the Congress office, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when we were above the pita pit. Uh, it was uh, uh, Bernie saying, "You know what? We need to make a podcast," and then just like busting out the mics uh, and a mixer and like on a little table, be like, "Let's go, let's record it right now," and then us recording it hitting stop and be like that was fucking terrible let's never do that oh no (laughs) (laughs) no eric no no and then we had the conversation we were like we don't have to release this you know that was like that was a piece of advice we would always give people like just because you've made it doesn't mean you have to share it with anybody right like and we definitely uh we definitely took our own advice a lot in those early days how many do you remember doing before we oh i remember uh, 10 was it that many i remember like in my mind, it was like four or five. It may have been mm. more. I don't know. Uh, but it was definitely quite a few. And then, so we recorded a bunch before we released one. And then we recorded a bunch more before we released a second one. Like, we still hadn't figured it out. Like, there's a long gap. The first, like, two or three episodes, there's, like, weird long gaps between them. Because, one, we didn't have time. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. carve out the time for it. And, two, when we did carve out the time, it didn't necessarily mean we would make something we would want to release. Yeah. Wow. So it's very, very inconsistent. Like... I think our first episode was like December 08. Our second one was like January 09. The third might not have been till like April or something like that. Like there was a long break. It was originally called The Drunk Tank, which was named after a segment on Drunk Gamers where, what was that? What did we do on The Drunk Tank? Do you remember? Uh, We would give advice or something. Uh yeah, I think it was like a question and answer uh, question and answer segment, thing. If I remember right, yeah, yeah, like a little Q and A thing. Like we had ask Flexo, and then we had the drunk tank, and I think we would give advice to people that ask questions. So anyway, we named it God. after that. And then how long was it the drunk tank? By the way, Rusty's selling fucking drunk gamers mugs. <laughs> Rusty doesn't own drunk gamers. Where's I want money for that? <laughs> That's I, I designed also, that mug. I made that fucking mug. I, I never agreed to that. I have my original drunk gamers mug from drunk gamers here wow. that I have on my desk. And now it's they devalued it by making yeah. new ones. We only yeah. made that, 20 of those flooded. things. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, how many episodes did we do as the drunk tank? We did it from until we were in the Congress office. We probably did like 120 or so as the drunk yeah. tank. And then we changed it to, like, I remember an Oblinado when we changed it. I remember having arguments about it. Um, we changed it from the drunk tank to the rooster teeth podcast because we want to get advertisers. Then we we were told, we were told you can't, no one will advertise on a podcast called the drunk tank face would like to disagree with that statement. No kidding. But different, different times, different times in their defense. Um, we should have learned that lesson from drunk gamers. So nobody wanted to work with us back then. (laughs) (laughs) When did we ever work smarter? Yeah, we know ne- that that's never happened. Um, yeah, so then uh, we 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 like switched the name, and then immediately the first episode with the new name, uh, we had a sponsor. 
I, re- I remember one of those early episodes. <laughs> we never released this. I probably never talked about this before. Uh, but we well, one of the early ad reads, we were doing it down at Ralph Albanado. We were in the conference room recording an episode. I don't remember who was on it. I'll, I, I remember I was on it. And I remember Brandon was on it. And, uh, you know, we were recording the audio episode and I was like, okay, let me do the ad read. And like, I do the ad read. And it was an ad read for Audible. Uh, and I go through the whole ad read and I'm done. And then there's like a brief pause. And then Brandon goes, you know, an audio book's not like, re- it's not the same. It's not as good as reading a real book. Uh, and I just immediately hit pause on the recorder. I look at him and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Hot takes through the ad read. <laughs> Yeah, the sponsor's great and all, but fuck them, right? I was like, oh my god. Hey, uh, that, uh, that, that got cut out from the final. Ep- uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, you don't episode. say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was, it was interesting in those early days trying to figure out how to put them in because at that time the podcast wasn't live. We didn't start that until you know many years later. Uh, down also at Ralph Albanado. Uh, Were we doing it live at Ralph Albanado? Yeah, remember we're in the annex. That's where the studio was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I heard all about that when I first started. Heard yeah. next to the that, next to the yeah. weed store, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that was like its own thing. That man, what a what a what what a what a pain it was uh, back then. We really had no idea what we were doing. But it was interesting because at the time, like Twitch was still relatively new, and it seemed like you know live streaming was a big thing. So I wanted to try to figure out a way to do something live streaming, but really not video games related. So that's kind of why we decided to pivot the podcast and move it to like a live recording and make it a benefit for, um, uh, you know, sponsors at the time, you know, first members now. Uh, and that, you know, it was interesting, but it was always scary doing the show live. Uh, um and not knowing like if there would be, you know, a lull in conversation or if someone's going to show up and just like be out of it. I that was like, I had so many stress nightmares about doing the podcast and having people show up and just like not be into it or be distracted. Like that was always my biggest uh, uh, stressor. And, you know, we'd been doing it live for for many years. I don't know if that's necessarily, uh, that's the only show we still do live, really. I mean, we have live streams, uh, mm. but I think that's a very different animal than than doing a show live. We do those live sales events about every month now. I think mm-hmm. those seem to be picking up. But yeah, about, uh, other than that. Off topic. Oh, off yeah. topic. I'm sorry. That's a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, you know, podcasting has changed. Live streaming has changed. Uh, I don't think, you know, it's necessarily the best approach to a production in 2023. I was going to ask what, like, in those early, like, hey, we should do a podcast. We need to do a podcast. We're just going to record this thing and, it's going to suck and then we'll start, you know, eventually we'll get one good one to put that out and whatever. Was there talk of like, what's the premise of this thing? Like, was that a conversation or was it more of a thought of this is a thing that we should do? Let's find it in the show. Like, wh- which way did that kind of go? I think it was a it was a way to uh, the initial thought was it was a way to update the audience as to what was going on, like a peek mm-hmm. behind the curtain. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we're working on. This is what we're doing. Um, and it kind of went from then to talking about, like, then it kind of evolved into talking about stuff that was going on, the stuff that mm-hmm. we read online or stuff that we went through and like our personal experiences. And it's kind of had like a, a meandering path uh, over the course of its life. But I don't remember ever having like a sit down and be like, this is what it's going to be about. Do you, Jeff? 
I vaguely remember. Yeah, I vaguely remember some of those loose conversations, but I I probably was ignoring them at the time uh, and thinking people were overthinking it. <laughs> everybody, everybody, has to, everybody has to have an idea and a plan. Let's just do shit and see what happens. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. Hundred percent. That's all the conversation for face was, was, hey, we should just get this together and do it. And then we did it. And that's all it needed to be. Yeah. And if it isn't good, you're like, OK, let's not do that again. Learn yeah. that lesson. <laughs> like, I, I I think one of the most foundational moments in Rooster Teeth it happened about three years before Rooster Teeth when Gus and John Farrell and I got a digital camera and decided we were going to walk around downtown Austin and film stuff and it would be funny. And oh, because God. because funny stuff was always happening to us. We were always making each other laugh. We were always cutting yeah. up. We were wacky. We were like, our lives are interesting. There's that show Austin Stories. That's got nothing on us. Like we're we're Austin. We're funny. We'll just go out and we'll just videotape it, and it'll be fucking hilarious. And then we'd spend about two hours looking at each other, going do something funny, and realize <laughs> oh, it, it, there's some amount of work goes into this. And I think that yeah. that that moment set Gus and I back a little bit on our career paths. Uh, but we 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 got over that hump, which was the oh, there a- effort is required. You know, we have to figure there has to be a point to this. I think when I think the like the great entertainers make it look effortless, right? And that mm-hmm. that, might, that might be even part of their stick, right? Like the whole like stories about Dean Martin, like oh he was drunk, he didn't rehearse, he just showed up and did it. It's like yeah, I mean that's the story. That's not true. It's like, not true. He was sober the whole right, time. He, right, sober the whole time. You know, rehearsed everything, practiced everything. You know, had everything nailed down, but just made it. It just came across as effortless, and that was part of like how uh, how he presented it, and that's really misleading it's not until you start doing it you realize like oh it's really not effortless yeah you have to put the work in uh well that's i mean i'm really excited for what's coming next for rtp and and what's coming next for you because i know what the other show is if we can get it made and i'm very very excited so we'll yeah see. the pitch went well uh, Did I, I just it really? It. Yeah, I just pitched it last week. I think it went really well. I mean, uh, I don't even know what that room would be like as you were pitching this. Up. <laughs> who, who the, who would, the fuck is going to say no to you? Well, well we'll it, it, tell you the idea for this thing, and then we'll see if you have an easy time saying yes. Yeah, it's uh, a it's a weird concept. <laughs> is this the new um, one? The one that I don't know? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll tell you as soon as we're uh, as soon as we're off mic here, but um. I'm really excited. I'm very excited for what you're going to do next and everything. And if uh, Jeff is any indication, uh, you'll have uh, sky's the limit for what you can do with now that your time is freed up and you don't have to put that effort into that thing. You can hand that off to other people who are going to get that new lifeblood into it. And you're going to be able to do the thing your way, the the new stuff. Yeah. And you don't have to try to figure out how to take a thing that you made 15 years ago and keep it current in the modern space. You can just make a thing right now that's current in the modern space. That's who you are. Yeah. Um, We are right around the 50 minute mark, which is a little bit later, but I wasn't going to interrupt that conversation. That was great. I think people hopefully really listen to this and take a lot away from it. I think this is a great conversation for an episode that we had to do remotely. And I was worried that we weren't going to have anything to talk about. (laughs) Oh man. I'm I'm, going to put an asterisk on the conversation too. If after I make the announcement tonight, the video plays and then people have questions that I didn't answer here, it's not because I'm ignoring them. It's because it hasn't happened yet. Yes, that's true. We are recording this on the 22nd in the morning before yes. any of the RTP stuff has happened. So, sorry. Uh, oh, and one thing, because there, there is one little dangling plot point from Anma out there. Uh, 
we actually did secure the rights to film the secret episode with the person we were talking about. Yes. But we had to postpone it because of Gus's COVID. Yeah. But that we that, that whole idea we were going to do that we talked about, it is yeah. going to happen still. still. Yeah. I, yeah. I got it all. I got it all a-okayed. We just. Uh, yeah. We aren't. We just aren't going to give them uh, COVID. Yeah. We just don't want to give people COVID. So. We don't want Gus to Jeff it. Yeah. So. It's something to think about. Uh, uh, did not have a coffee with me here because I just got done. I, I ran back in the house. But, Jeff, how was your coffee? It was uh, pretty good. I'll give it a, a 7.9. I had uh, mm. Joe's regular fucking Trader Joe's regular coffee. Mm. It's just like mm-hmm. it's just like it's just like it's not fancy. It's just coffee. No, it's just it's, it's good coffee. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gus, Gus, did you have anything to drink today? I, I, I didn't. I had a coffee earlier this morning when I woke so, up. And so did been, I. Yeah. What did you have? I was coffee this year. Was it an Americana? Yeah, just the same thing as last time. Yeah, I just made myself an Americana with my coffee here. And I had Fucking a cup of amateurs. the Barrett's Chiapas, and it was fantastic. I got the Hario V60. It's ceramic. I've been doing a really great job. I got the size two uh, paper non-bleached filters. I've been really excited about my coffee making process. Changed my grind size. Been doing some really cool stuff. Uh, really nice. great experiment stuff going on over here. Uh, real quick. Uh, anarchy question. This is uh, Anarchy Me Anything, which is the name of the podcast. Here's a quick question from Director Andrews on Twitter. What is a location that you tell visitors to Austin to avoid? Uh, Probably like Dirty Sixth. So yeah, Dirty Sixth. Stay the fuck off Sixth Street. I was just there for a comedy show recently. There's like, it sucks, man. And it's not getting any better. It's getting no. worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think people want to go there to drink. There's like a lot of bars and stuff. And uh, but there's other places you can do that. Uh, like there's a lot six, of other places between like 35 and Congress, like going west from 35. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's uh, that's tough. We we know someone like uh, it can be dangerous sometimes. Like especially at last call uh, when people are are drunk. Uh, some mm-hmm. people just want to fight. Uh, you know, we have a friend who got like got sucker punched for no reason uh, <sighs> a, a few years ago. Like at 205, 210 in the morning. Like just walking down the street, going you know going to their car going to the ride yeah crazy um yeah i would say that's that's probably it like if you're visiting austin you don't need to go i would tell honestly i would tell people like don't go to rainy either but that's just my personal opinion i don't think there's anything there that you're really there's there's nothing austin-y about it it's just you know it's like whatever it's fine bangers bangers is good i'll throw another one out yeah hit me with it uh uh don't eat at the oasis that's nice. it. I was just about to say it. You you took it from yeah. me. Nice. There's Stay a, the fuck away from the Oasis. There's no point. A, it's a beautiful view if you want to go out and see the lake and whatnot, but the food is not great, right? It's, yeah, like it, they really, it's a place that really relies on the view uh, being out there. Plus, it's far. I it's, heard it's so far and not worth it. It's far. It's further than you think, and there's like a 75% chance that when you get there, that lake is going to be dry. Yep. And it's, gonna, yeah. it's just going to look like a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would also say don't. you don't need to go to uh, El Arroyo. Yeah, <laughs> that they, place sucks. Yeah, it's not. It's not very good. Their signs are just made for. Hey, this is something you saw on Reddit, and then oh. it's just it's whack. I don't like. I'll it. go. I'll say another one. I don't think Torchies is worth going to anymore. I agree. Mm. I I do agree with that. I know that it was like an Austin institution, and maybe if you've never had Tex Mex, you're like, oh, maybe I'll check that out. Go to Taco Deli. Go somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, should we segue into something people should visit? What's uh, that? Like a like a no no thing like you we did that last week right? I told people oh, to go to right. Cooper's I and thought, get like a dunked pork chop. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, I thought you were. I thought and, you were teeing it up for RTX. No, and I yeah, well, uh, kind of RTX related. People can uh, uh, who are coming to RTX go to rtxaustin.com, July seventh to ninth. Uh, we'll be doing uh, an animal recording there. Uh, but Jeff, mm-hmm. you were gonna last week. You were gonna talk about like a great place to get a hamburger. I think was that what you were setting up for? And I shut you down. I was like, save it for next week. Yeah, that's right. Shut him down. I Jeff's don't remember. Like I don't remember. Confused. There's some good ass hamburgers in Austin, though. Was I talking about mm-hmm. Top Notch? I've been going to Top Notch a lot. I've been like oh, yeah. huge top-notch terror. It's on Burnett. If if you come to Austin, my recommendation, and I don't know if you guys will agree with this or whatever, but I had a good time and it was very just old, whatever. Texas Chili Parlor, mm-hmm. mm. uh, great time. Yeah. I really like, it's not like the food is going to blow you away or the drink's going to blow you away or whatever. I love that environment. That is a dark, old bar. And it has chili that can be very hot. If you go into Texas Chili Parlor, you are it could be anywhere between like 1972 and 2023 and you don't know. Yep. It's just time yeah. has stopped in that building in like the best way. Yeah. The, the best way. The only way you know that it's modern times is that the TVs are flat. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. If they had old tube TVs that were like hardwood and had like the knob dials on the Hell front. Hell yeah. But they were showing like ESPN on four three. Like you'd be like, I think I went back in time. I think it it might be like eighty two in here. And if you uh, if you go in there, you'll see a uh, a big old uh, pirate ship or like a long ship made out of matches. Ask them where that came from, and they'll tell you a funny story. Ooh, oh, that's cool. You're cheating up some conversation. See, this yeah, is there you good. Go. It's, Giving you a little in. It's it's also a place where Quentin Tarantino filmed Death Proof. So if you're looking for, it's just yeah. another like. Here are some reasons to go, and you could tell people, I learned this funny story. It was really a throwback, and Quentin Tarantino filmed Death Proof there. So to me, this week, that's that would be my recommendation. That's what I say that we should probably recommend, Texas Chili Parlor. I think also part of Planet Terror was filmed like at stage five, like the, yes, the Bay was. Doors opening. Yeah, yep. uh, I think that was, was. Uh, that was stage five. Crazy, right? Uh, yeah. We yeah. worked there for many years. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Well... Uh, come see us at RTX. Uh, try these recommendations we are giving. Come see us at RTX July 7th through 9th, like Gus was saying. We are doing a live episode of Anima, so you can grab a uh, cup of coffee, come hang out. I'm pretty sure we'll be on the show floor for that episode because they're... We, so the way RTX is set up is a little bit different this year where it's not like, hey, we're going to like sequester everyone into like these little rooms and nooks we really mo- mostly focused on like live show stuff. And I think our live show is going to be on the show floor. There's also a separate, like a, like one other panel room, but I think we're going to be on the show floor. So you can stop by, grab a cup of coffee. You can hang out. You can, uh, everything that you just heard the last 55 minutes, it's that, but you can see us. So that's uh, fun for I, you. I, I want to give one more recommendation. If you Ooh. do come down for RTX and you want to get coffee close to the convention center, there is a Houndstooth Coffee location really close to the convention center. It's yep. not the one we went to and recorded Anima, but mm-hmm. it's a different location. It's right there at 4th and Congress in the Frost Bank Tower. Uh, hmm. We we really raved about the coffee from Houndstooth when we got it uh, mm-hmm. a few episodes ago. There you have it. Uh, so come on down to RTX. Lots of things to check out. Lots of things to see. A lot of live shows. Uh, the Face Museum. Uh, very excited about the Face Museum. And uh, Face Jam will be having a beer, I think. We hope. Uh, yeah. at the Rat and Grackle. So we'll see. Uh, any parting thoughts as we uh, take this to a close? Jeff, are you holding in anything that you want to let out? 
No, just one more time. Just congratulations on yeah. uh, on fifteen years of running a, a one show. That's uh, it, r- it. Really is impressive. Mm-hmm. I do shrink away a little bit from taking all the credit. Like I said, there were a lot of people involved. I, I don't understand, wanna... but you're the one yeah. constant through that time period. Yep, that's true. Thank you. Uh, there, obviously, a tremendous. Obviously, you may be the least important part of it. And probably do the yeah, least oh, yeah, amount of work yeah. on it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe even the least necessary. But you're the one that showed up every single week. Yeah, I'm Come like uh, I'm like Cal Ripken Jr. You're you just like Cal. That's what I keep telling people is people who say, "What's Gus like?" And I say, "He's just like Cal Ripken Jr." And Jeff is just like his brother, Billy, Billy Ripken. Ripken. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Perfect. This is a mess. Well, uh. Thanks for this one. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.